welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Shall we talking a little bit on the topic, shine the light to reflect Jesus. Shine the light to reflect Jesus. Shining the light to reflect Jesus is not for everybody. It's for believers. It's for believers. God did not call us to mingle. God did not call us to still stay in our old way of life. As a matter of fact, Paul tells uh, the Christians in, 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 in the, uh, I think, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. He says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Meaning that when you are in Christ, you have been made new. There has been a transformation. There has been a cleansing. There has been a purification. There has been a break away between your old lifestyle and your new lifestyle. So if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. New creation because the blood of Jesus Christ had made you to be new, to be clean. You are the light. So you ought to live and shine that light, we as believers. So all of us, we are instruments to give out the gospel of Jesus Christ out there. In the way we relate with people, in the way we act, in the way we do our things. Because as a light, light will always shine regardless. Nobody here is ignorant of the fact that as we are seated here right now, the light is shining. And do you know why? Because as the light shines, every aspect of darkness has given way for the light. Because light is transparent. Light is clear. You know, with light you can see. So we are going to see all this in our, our uh, lesson this evening. Now, this, this passage, they call it the Sermon on the Mountain from verse 1 up to verse 12 when Jesus actually was preaching. And we see that from verse 3 up to verse 11, Jesus was talking about blessed are the poor, blessed and blessed and blessed and blessed. And then when Jesus came to verse, verse, uh, verse, verse 11, he said that blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil things you f- I will say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. So, therefore, what Jesus Christ was actually bringing here is as a Christian, devoted Christian, in this world that we live, you will have to go through persecution of all kinds. You have to go through all kinds of difficulties, all kinds of challenges. As a matter of fact, John even said in John 16, verse 33, he says that in this world, Jesus said, in John, he said, in this world, you will face tribulation. You will face tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So if somebody, if, any, if there is any Christian, whoever thinks that being a Christian, everything will go well, then you have to rethink and you have to rethink and have to rethink again. Because from that moment when you declare yourself a Christian, when the Spirit of God comes inside you and you are born again, from that time you declare war with the camp of the evil one. Because you know what? The devil, the, the, the devil actually, John tells us again in verse 10, he says that thief coming not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that is all. And who does he target? He targets believers. 
Because Satan is already condemned, so he does not want anybody else to, 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 to see Jesus Christ. So he wants everybody to be with him in hell. That is why he does everything that he does to pull Christians away from the Lord, to deflect Christians away from the Lord. But our, our topic this evening, our lesson this evening, want to teach us that we as believers, we need to shine the light to reflect Christ. Then when he said, so he goes now, when, after having said that uh, rejoice from verse 12, he said rejoice and ye and be ex, uh, exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before, before you. So Jesus Christ was actually saying here, he says, uh, listen, our reward for believers who stand their grounds and focus unto him, he says that, he said you should rejoice instead. As we live in this world and every effort and struggles, even sometimes going through the persecution that we, we are going through for the sake of Christ, he says, he reminds us that we should rejoice and be exceedingly glad. There is something about this passage, this verse. He says that not only rejoice, but be exceedingly glad. Exceedingly glad. Means that celebrate it. Celebrate your time of rejoicing, of happiness, when you go through all these things for the sake of Jesus Christ. Because he says that for great is your reward in heaven. For great is your reward in heaven. So that tells us that what awaits us is more than what we go through here on earth. All the difficulties and all the stress and all the persecutions and all the hardship and all the affliction likely that we may get for the sake of Christ. Jesus tells his disciples and he tells us also that listen... We have a reward that is in heaven. He said the rewards are great. He said just so you know, if you think that you are the only one going through this right now, just so you know, if you think that you are the only one who is going through difficulties and persecution for the sake of Christ, just so you know, he says that for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So anything that a child of God goes through right now, you are not the first going through that. Any hardship that you are going through for the sake of Christ, you are not the first. Every effort and everything that you are doing for the sake of Christ, you are not the first. Just know that as Christ says that the prophets also went through this. So you are not the first. But the most important thing here is that, listen, rejoice and be exceedingly glad because great is the reward that awaits everybody in heaven going through this. Then he goes now to verse 13. Jesus, after having spoken this, he told the disciples and he told us also, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. So we are the salt of the earth. What does salt do? Let's look at salt. Salt is very important because salt actually it makes the soup, the food to taste good. Salt is good because it's preserved. Salt is, is good because when you put it in food, it can, it can last for long. As a matter of fact, some people, you know, this country ham, how do they store it? They do it, they do salt treatment. That's why it stays very, very long. So actually, salt has a very important effect. So Jesus Christ looks at us also. He said, we are that salt that the world needs. So don't give up. You are that salt that the world needs. You are that, that, that salt that the world needs 
to bring peace. You are that soul, that, that ingredient that the world needs so dearly. You are the salt of the world. And Jesus says that if you being the salt, you are not utilized for the purpose, for the sake in which you are supposed to be utilized. He says that you will lose the importance and it, it, will, it will be of no use and it will be better for what? To throw it so that men will, will, will trample on it. So what Christ is saying here that if we don't, are not doing what we are called to do, if we are not living up to and, and, and contaminate the world and affect and impact the world the way that we're supposed to do, then it is of no use. We'll be useless. It's like throwing us and, 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 and people crush and, 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 and trample on us. Salt is supposed to, to perform. It has a duty. It has a, a function that's supposed to be done. So to we as believers, we are the salt of this earth. The world needs us so bad. This world, they need us. They need salt. They are empty. They need us. They are lacking. They need us. They are innocent and ignorant. They need us. But if we are not proactive for the things of God, how will they know? So God has not called us just to fold our arms. God has called us so that we contaminate the world as salt for his glory. And Jesus went forth to the next passage. This is actually where I'm centering. I'm, I'm centering my, my, my topic this evening from verse 14 to, to 16. He says that ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. We are the light of the world. As a matter of fact, 1 John chapter 1 tells us about God being light. And then we also, because when we walk closer to him, it talks about the effects of light. Like I said earlier, this light is shining. We can see each other. We can sit and we can see our path very well because there is this light. So Jesus said, you are the light of this world. The world that we're living today is, is in such a way that it's like darkness has completely eaten up everything. The world that we're living today has really been, been taken over. It's almost taken over by darkness. And when I say darkness here, I mean sin, I mean evil. Now, if you go outside there, if you, this, is really, this is something that is practical. If we, can, if we are able to go out there somewhere around the street corner where there are so many people, and you take a bell or any gong and hit, I say, okay, you hit, you say, all Christians, practicing Christians, believing Christians, I want you all to stand on this side, and those who are not Christians who want to enjoy life and stand on this side, trust me, you will see how many people will stand out to openly declare their faith as Christian, to stand and show off themselves. You'll be shocked to see that very few people, very few, will want to stand out to identify themselves as Christians. Yeah, because us Christians, unfortunately, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Because us Christians, unfortunately... No, I still want to maintain my relationship with them. So I don't want to say anything about God that will hurt them. Because us Christians every day want to live in a different world, different Christian standard, whereby we will not declare our faith and show it. And that is why Christians, unfortunately, will become complacent. We condone. We compromise. It doesn't matter. It's okay. But it's not okay. Because Jesus says that 
You are the light of the world. What does light do? What does it do? It's like a city that is, is set on the hill cannot be hit. So what Jesus is saying here, if you are the light anywhere that you are positioned, you will shine. Because look, even the city, a building, take the tallest building in downtown, there in town. Everywhere you are entering Lexington, you are seeing that building. That is what Christ is saying. That wherever you are as a light, everywhere that you are plugged or positioned, people should be able to see you directly and know that you are a child of God. That is what the light does. That is what the light does. You know, <laughs> recently I'm just coming back from a train. I came back this morning at 2 a.m. And uh, I don't judge people. No, I don't judge people. I don't condemn people. But we're having a conversation. One lady, um, she said she is a Christian. And, uh, you know, just tried to have that Christian drill conversation with her. And, uh, you know, she, she was faced with a choice either to go padding because uh, the naval base down there has everything. I mean, South Carolina, it has a big, big naval base. You have area. People go and hang up. There's a club. There's a, night, there's a, a bar where they go and drink. There's a little tiny chapel. They still use it as a, as a, as a chapel, as a, as a theater. And so that evening, there was a Wednesday. I, was, I celebrated knowing that in the evening there was going to be Bible study. So I told them that I'm going to go to Bible study. That evening I'm going to go, to go to the gym. I'm going to go to Bible study that evening. Which I did. I was so happy that I did. We're just, what, four of us in there. There is this same lady. She said she's a Christian. And I met her on the elevator. And we're going down. I told her that, okay, I'm going to Bible study today. And you know, she had dressed and she's going, she was going to her club to go and drink beer and the party down there. This is what happened. So, I had my Bible, this Bible, as a matter of fact, I, I proudly carried my Bible on campus, you know, and I had it, I wanted, I did that purposefully. And I had my Bible, I was going down, and I met with her on the elevator, we're going down together. And I said, oh, you remember I told you this Bible study today? But she was ready, she said she's going to hang out. You know, when somebody said, when they said they are going to hang out, they're going to the club, do one drink, and uh, make fun. But here is somebody who said she was a Christian. But now she was faced with two choices. She was faced with two uh, options to make a choice. Either she was to go to Bible study and serve her God and study the word of God, or she was going to the bar, to the club, and drink beer and glorify the devil. But because she had this network of friends who were so partying like her, she caught up and fell in that trap. She went to the bar instead of going to the Bible study. She has it, the choice in front of her. Go to the Bible study and study the word of God as, a God as a child of God and grow stronger. And there was this option, go to the bar and party and drink beer and alcohol and do all those things. I set this example because we Christians also, every day in our life, we are confronted with similar situations. At one point, you have the opportunity to serve God and to do it to glorify his name. But because we, we so hung out, we so caught up with the things of the world, now the pressure of the world will pull us then we'll choose the world now and let the things of God to wait. Is that what a light do? No. Jesus says that ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. You are that light. Anywhere you find yourself, you have to shine. You don't need to introduce yourself and say you're a Christian because just seeing you alone, somebody seeing you the way you act and the way you do things, they will know that that is the light. And we know that light is very contaminatory. 
Light has a very powerful, powerful effect and impact to the world. And Christ goes down in verse, verse 15. He says, And neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Fellow Christians today, this evening, let us know this. As a light, if we don't shine our light out there, then we are keeping the world in darkness. Because Christ says that anybody who lights a lamp, you, don't, you light a lamp because you want the house to shine. You don't light a lamp and hide it under the table or hide it under a bushel. No. You hide, this light as it's shining is exposed, right? And that's what we can see. So anywhere we go, just like I was setting the example of that, that lady, wherever, anywhere you find yourself as a child of God, you keep on shining as that light. Because there is something that light has to do to those in darkness. What does it do? It shows them the light. They are in darkness. So somebody needs to shine a light in their lives. So for them to see and come out from darkness. That is what we ought to do as believers. Shine the light of God so that those in darkness they will see. Verse 16 says that let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. So when you shine your light. You are doing it intentionally, deliberately for the Lord. You're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it because your number one purpose is that let other, other people, especially those in darkness, see the light that is coming out from you so that at the end of the world, they'll glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, the word light to believers is symbol. It's a symbol that stands for new birth, being in Christ, born again, redeemed, Christ-like, the transformed, even the word of God. The word of God, that is the Bible, is referred to light as, is referred to as the light. The Bible is referred to as the light. In Psalms chapter 119, verse 105, the author states that, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the light, the word light in itself also reflects or represents the word of God. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it records that, be, say, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 states that who, that is Christ, it said, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of light. So if you have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son, it means that you are the light. You are the light. So we need to shine the light to others so that they will see God through us as we shine. I want to give us the effects of the light. Light, when light shines, it shines so that we can see clearly and walk safely. The light shines, it shows us, it shines bright and so we're able to walk and, and, and go in and out and, and so that we will not hurt ourselves. 
When the light shines, darkness, that is sin, gives way to righteousness. First John chapter 1 verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all our sin. Now, let me give this illustration here. God is light. And if we walk with him, means that anytime we're close to light, again, I talk about the word of God being the light. Every time when you study the word of God, it serves as a light. Where when you study every time, constantly you study on the word of God, it shines a light to you, to yourself. And as it shines a light to you, it exposes any trivialness. It exposes every sin. It exposes any handicap in you. Because you consistently studying the word of God, it exposes, it reveals, it teaches, it trains you, it shows you your lifestyle. And no, this is how you have been going. This is what God's word wants us to do, but this is your own lifestyle. So it brings you to, 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 to view, to mind, to see that no, your life does not correspond, does not go with what the word of God says. And that is why when you study the, the word of God and you, you see your life in that way, that's why you make men amends. You pray, you forsake, you confess, and you let go that particular lifestyle. You know why? Because the light is shining on you. Because you are constantly having a relationship with that light. And it is shining on you. And the more it's shining brighter and brighter on you, and the more you are doing away with sins and, and sinful practices, you're becoming brighter and brighter and brighter and when you become as more as you become brighter and brighter and that is how in the way you deal your dealings in the way you, you associate in the way you interact you are shining because that brightness of god is shining through you and as you are practically living it people are seeing that no this guy you are different your lifestyle is different that is the importance of the light when john says that he says that um in one verse seven, he says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. When you walk with the light, it exposes everything. And that blood is put into effect. When the light shines, every hidden is brought to view, exposed, and revealed. That is 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. You say, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. When we allow the light to shine in us, every sinful habit is dealt with, giving way for the Holy Spirit to reign and govern. That is the effect of light. When the Holy Spirit takes absolute control over our lives, then we shall be exhibiting them and bearing fruits for the Lord. John 15 verse 5 says that, if he said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. See, the importance of staying in the light. The importance of staying in the light and the effect of the light. We are supposed to shine the light to reflect Christ. Wherever you are, it has to be deliberate. It has to be intentional. It has to be purposeful. It's not by coincidence. Living for the Lord is not a coincidence. You do it intentionally with the intention in mind that I am either forsaking this for the sake of Christ or I am either doing this for the sake of Christ. That is an intentional purpose. And that is how we all have to do it. So that we shine the light to those in darkness. You know, <laughs> a few weeks ago, 
I had a car problem when I was going to work and I did all that I was supposed to do and they towed it and and the guy who towed the car, I was I rode with him coming back home because my manager said I can go home and take care of my car. And this young man, I, I was just looking at him. I mean, I, I was just looking at him and, and, and I had this urge just to open up. And uh, we, we, he got so interested and the way I was talking and he said, where did you get that accent from? You know, he said, normal American thing. He said, where did you get that accent from? I said, part of the world. Does he have a problem with that? <laughs> he said, well, this is my job because he's a tower. He said, this is my job. I, I have met so many people in the world. I met people from Kenya, people from Nigeria, people from Middle East. And he said, it's a job that I like it because I cannot meet everybody in the world. I said, you're right. I said, I'm from Cameroon. He said, oh, I, I, I knew somebody who was related to somehow with the place with someone in Cameroon. That is how we build the conversation. Then I said, let me ask you a question. Um, I, I think in our conversation, because he was talking about the world being so evil because of these politicians and, and there's all kinds of isms in the world because of these greedy politicians. That is why you have a different race here, you have a different tribe here, you have a di- and they don't want to, they just kind of like antagonize each other. Wow, I said, okay. And I said, there's one thing I just want to tell you. I said, yes, I, I, I'm a Christian. Uh, I said, do you believe in Christ? He turned and looked at me. This guy told me, honestly, he said, well, he has his own belief that he, is, he belongs to a church, a religion, they call it the, the pagan something. He said, he belongs to a religion, they call it the pagan something. And in their, I said, okay, so what is your belief? He said, well, they believe that if somebody does you evil, you pay back evil for evil. But you'll be a good person though, but if somebody tries to hurt your family or try to do any evil, you pay back evil for evil. I said, huh? He said, yeah. I said, well, with us Christians, we believe in grace. We believe in forgiveness. We believe in love because Jesus has forgiven us, so we also forgive each other. We, for, we love people. You must not come from the same place to love. I said, that is our belief as Christians. He looked at me. He said, okay. But to, make, to cut the long story short, this guy finally told me that he is comfortable where he is in his religion. Now, I say this purposefully. This is somebody who does not believe in Christ and they can openly declare boldly. Can, what about me as a child of God? Can I really stand and really declare my stand and really without any remorse or without any apology declare my stand as a child of God to the world openly? Can we Christians do that? This is somebody who does not believe in Christ. But he defended, he backed up, he stood his ground and was talking about his beliefs. Then I was like, wow, what has happened with us Christians? Is it not how we Christians are supposed to have been proclaiming our standing Lord Jesus Christ without compromising how people feel, how they will think about you? Is it not the same way we were supposed to stand and stand our grounds and shine the light for the sake of Jesus Christ? We need to shine the light. We need to shine the light, declare his counsel to the ungodly. The world is desperately in need of that salt and that light. And if we don't do that, Jesus said it would be better for us to to trash us down so the world trample on us will be useless if we don't do that. Lastly, how then to shine the light to reflect Christ? The first thing is stand and stay on the truth. God's word. Psalms 119 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. 
The word of God is the light. It is the truth. Stand firm on this word. Stand firm on this word. Hold on to the word of God. Nail yourself into it. Soak it. Absorb it. Absorb the word of God because this is the light. There is no way we can live and shine the light without the word of God. Because this is actually what is going to resonate through us and pass through those in darkness. Stand strong in the word of God. The second point is, let others see Jesus in you. Be the Bible that they can read. Be that Bible that people can read. And this has to do with your character, your attitude, your manner. Are you loving? Do you show empathy? Are you forgiving? Are you caring? All these attributes speaks volume. These are actually the qualifiers to make, you, to make that people will easily know that you are a Christian. Are you one of those that when you go out there and people, they are just criticizing and say all negative things and then you just join the chorus easily and just be flipping out your mouth? Are you one of those that you really put a steep, a steep, a steep line on hating people? Are you that one who doesn't even have sympathy or empathy to people and you don't care? Are you one of those people? So all these things, they are the qualifiers to either determine that you are a Christian from, the, from people, from their judgment, or you are not. Because when you have all these attributes, let's look at the life of Jesus Christ. He was compassionate. Matthew tells us Jesus was very, very compassionate. Are you compassionate? Do we have pity? Do we, do we care for other people who are suffering? Do you really feel pain when people are really going through hardship? Those are the kind of things that Christ is asking. As, as a light, as, as one bearing the light of Jesus Christ, we need to exhibit all this intentionally for the sake of Christ. We need to love. We need to care. We need to be hospitable. We need to, we, we need to forgive. We need to empathize. We should not be the first to beat the drum when they're out there criticizing and saying all kinds of negative things. We should not be the first to run behind and, 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 and support the things that we know very well that does not glorify God and it's against the Bible. James 2, 14 to 17 says, What does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he had faith and have no works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute for food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful of, of the body. What doth it profit? Even so faith, if had not works, is dead being alone. As a child of God, what, what sense does it make you know you know that you, somebody is really in need and you are able to cater for that need and you don't help that person? This is what we Christians do. We Christians say, let, let me pray for you. You pray and you know that you can help. You, can, you have food for that brother or that sister or that person. You rush and say, let us pray. And then you, of which you can help. It doesn't really make sense. And lastly, the third one says, be a witness for Jesus. Share the word to those in darkness. Acts chapter 1, it commissions us this. It says, Jesus says, He said, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. We need to witness for Jesus Christ. Just as this young man was boldly declaring and proclaiming his stand and his faith for his religion, that's the same way we really need to do that. Jesus, as a matter of Jesus Christ said that if you are ashamed of me in front of people, he will be also ashamed of you in front of his father as well. I'm paraphrasing. 
So we need to shine as the light. You need to be that light that the people out there need so bad. Show love. Show kindness. Pray for people. Visit people. I mean, exhibit that characters that Jesus wants us to as we show them amongst to other people. Stand on the word of God, the truth. Because that is where we tap the resource, the power to be able to, to live and shine the light to other people. I want us to be on our feet this moment. Just stand, please. I just want to give this opportunity to anybody who here who thinks that you, this message has been meaningful to you and you just want to say a prayer or want us to pray for you or someone who has not received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You give this opportunity to come and let's pray for you. We'll give you a directive on how to do that. Is there anybody? Let us pray. Oh God, our Father, without you we cannot do anything. Give us a spiritual maturity, that level of spiritual maturity and discipline where we will really, really devote time to really study your word. Because it is through this word that God, when we study it, then it will shine on us. As it shines on us, then it will reflect also or radiate to other people there. Lord, help us to stay focused on you. We are living in challenging times. Temptations are so many. But Heavenly Father, we know that Greater is he which is in us than he that is in the world. Hold our hands and continue to direct us. Bless each and every person here and bless our families. And Father, may you take us back home safely. Thank you so much for this service and thank you for the week. We need you to direct us, to counsel us. We need you, O oh God, to give us the grace to go through everything that we're supposed to do next week. Again, Father, we say thank you for being there for us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.